There we go. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome back to the show. Um, this is the Timmy Foodie Podcast. Um, now, last week we did these awesome Vietnamese banh mi rolls. And this week, what we're going to do is... Let me just get the link up. Very badly prepared, as you can see. So, barbecue beef brisket with slaw. Now, this is a really awesome recipe. Um, it's a bit borrowed um, or kind of influenced from... Um, a Jamie Oliver recipe that I saw and then a few others I've seen online. So it's um, the barbecue sauce is, I mean, from the research that I did, it's a very similar base that you use. So basically, you know, the Jamie Oliver one that he does and um, a few of the other ones I've seen. So it's kind of based around a mixture of these and then with my own little kind of flair to it. So, and in this instance, I've used a, um, a beef brisket, but I've tried it with lamb and I've tried it with um, pork and all three are really excellent. And I think it would work very well with chicken as well. So, um, so yes. Um, sorry, I'm onto water now. Um, I kind of want a whiskey, but it's only 11 in the morning, so I shouldn't really do that. Not yet anyway. Maybe we'll wait till midday. Um, so what we're going to do... Now, the most important thing here is sourcing the meat i get my meat from millen's free range butchers where if you remember we uh had an episode with them a few episodes ago and talked about um they're they're really great shop and and you know where you get some meat from and its processes and, and stuff like that so i really recommend if you're in sydney to go and check them out and you can go to um uh and they even deliver in certain areas around Sydney. So um, so you can get on there, shop online, buy some great stuff, find out more about where they get their stuff from and, and all the great guys that work there um, and uh, have a little look at, at the, um, the kind of stuff they do. So I um, got my beef brisket from here the last time I did it. And also when I did my pork and my lamb, I, I, get it, I got it from here and it works really well. So... Um, and these guys are based in Balgaula Heights, if you don't know, so which is just sort of near, not too far from Manly, Mosman kind of area. So here we go. Let's get back to the link. Um, so with this thing, you're going to need a bit of time because we're going to slow cook this. Even except maybe the chicken, which you could slow cook a bit less long, so maybe three to four hours. Um, the beef. We're going to probably cook for six to seven hours, I guess. Uh, the lamb, a similar amount of time, and same with the pork. So it's one of those recipes you cook um, when you've got a bit of spare time, let's say on a Saturday, and if you're at home and... Um, you're you know doing some chores or, you know, you just you know you're going to be around the house for the day. So you can get this in going in the morning, because the meat part is super simple, really, really simple, and you just chuck it in the oven and basically forget about it. And then the, the rest of it comes much later on. So, you know, so actual total cooking time isn't very long if you take out that slow cook part because you don't really have to watch it or sit by the oven checking it out because it just kind of does its thing, really. Um, so, so yeah, source the meat. Um, again, choice is up to you. Uh, like I said, pork, beef or lamb, it's all very similar process. So I'll leave it up to you with with the just try and get good organic free range stuff if you can. Um, it does make a difference. 
um, definitely with the flavour and, and everything. So and just the tenderness of, of the meat and even the the flavour of the fat through the meat as well, because um, that's very important. Because essentially the fat is what's basting the meat as you're cooking. Um, so it's important to to get a cut of meat that does have a little bit of fat in there to help that process. I think so. Um, so once we've got the cut of meat. Um, let's say well, in this instance we'll talk brisket or short ribs so whichever um, either or really um, I've done both and both worked really well um, I'd say the short ribs were a bit more tender because of the fat content was higher um, but if you can get the beef brisket with a nice bit of fat on top then that would also work really well but obviously the short ribs have the benefit of having the bone in there so um, so again you know up to you um, so Again, the size depends on how how many people you're cooking for and the size of your pan. So I actually cook this. I've got like a cast iron oven roasting tray like dish thing, um, which is like super heavy duty, and you can get lids for them. But I just cover them with foil because they've got a nice lip around them, so they're easy to seal off with foil. So, um, so that's what I cook this in. Um, so in this instance, I got two kilos of this grass-fed beef, which was incredible. Uh, then we need some salt and pepper three onions and some olive oil um now uh what we do is we get the onions peel them we're just going to slice them into i don't know what's that a centimeter and a half maybe two centimeter thick slices um and we're going to lay that on the bottom of the pan then we're going to get our beef brisket season it with a bit of salt bit of pepper a little drizzle of oil just rub it all in and then pop that on top of the onions because it, it just lifts it off the uh off the bottom of the pan and also i think the onions just really help to generate some nice flavor through the whole thing as well um and then um make sure though you put it with the fat side up because we want the fat to cook down through the meat if you put the fat side down uh, the fat just kind of cooks down off into the pan and it doesn't actually go through the meat. So that that's very important. So just remember you're doing that, okay? Um, so yeah, once we've got our um, brisket all nicely seasoned, popped fat side up on top of the onions, cover... Um, now where do we put in a bit of a... You could put in a tiny little drizzle of water just in the bottom of the pan if you want. Some people do that, up to you. Um, but what we're going to do is we're just going to cover it all with foil, pop it in the oven on really low, like 100 degrees. Like it doesn't have to be very hot. So because um, my oven's really shit, it's like a gas oven. I have to keep going back and checking it about every half an hour because the fucking thing goes out all the time. So, But if you've got one of these fancy electric ovens that you can really go low on the temperature, then, you know, 100 degrees is perfect. So what we're going to do is we're going to just pop that in. Um and put it on for seven to eight hours and just off you go and that's basically it that, that's the kind of the that part done um so one thing i will say is make sure that the meat has come up to room temperature before you put it into the oven um so um get it out of the fridge for about an hour before you kind of do all this sort of part of stuff because that, that, that's essentially it's part of the cooking process because you don't want to put a you know ice cold bit of meat into the oven and, and it just you know it just doesn't go as tender so um okay 
So once once that's done, so eight hours, boom. Remove the brisket from the oven or the short ribs, whatever. Um, and uh, I just like to kind of let it sit there for for maybe, maybe half an hour and just let it chill out a little bit. And then what we're going to do is take the foil off, put the brisket out, pop it on a plate, cover that with foil, um, well the same foil, so don't waste don't waste any foil. Um, and then just put that to one side. Now there'll be lots of awesome juices and all those onions and stuff in 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 the bottom of the of the dish. So first thing we're going to do, there'll be a layer of fat that's kind of risen to the top. We're going to skim that off, which is is a bit of a time consuming process. We just get a bowl and a decent spoon, and you just start scooping out the fat just carefully, not to get any of the juice that's sitting underneath. Um, That'll take a few minutes. Once you've done that, you can put that fat to one side, and um, you can actually use that for um, for all kinds of stuff. So don't don't waste it. Um, so what we'll do is now because I've got this um, cast iron dish or oven tray, you can just pop that straight onto the heat. Um, but again, if you're using a normal metal oven dish, you can already do the same. So we'll put that onto our hob get the heat going um, and then what we're going to do is we're going to add let me go to the source ingredients we're going to get 180 ml of tomato ketchup we're going to get 150 ml of pale ale or dark ale again it's up to you um, I've tried both they both work really well um, you can get some really good ales in Sydney and or anywhere in Australia there's some really good kind of bespoke ales and stuff now so um, yeah so we're going to get 150 ml of that Four tablespoons of Worcestershire sauce, one big teaspoon, uh, like a heap teaspoon of Dijon mustard. Um, we're going to have four teaspoons of malt vinegar, four teaspoons of golden syrup, and then I like to add this Japanese sashimi tugarashi chili pepper. Um, so I like to add a good teaspoon of that as well because that stuff's awesome, and a, a good again probably at least a teaspoon of freshly ground black pepper. Um, you could even pop a little bit of white pepper in there as well if you want. So um, so that's our kind of sauce mixture. So we're going to add all of that into the stock, that's all, the, all that liquid that's come out of the, of the brisket that's in your kind of oven roasting dish. We're going to pour all that in there. We're going to mix it all up really nice and bring that to a, a simmer, to a boil. And then what we want to do is just keep let that bubbling away until it reduces down so that when you put a spoon in and you pull the spoon out, it's kind of like coating the back of the spoon. Like you can run your finger. Ideally, what you do is, is you run your finger down the back of the spoon. And if that line that you've drawn with your finger stays like that and the liquid doesn't kind of cover that line up, then you know it's kind of thick enough. Um, with that, it's just, you know, it's trying to narrow with that kind of thing. So if it's really thin still, you just want a nice thickness to the sauce. So you, you kind of just need to be the judge of that, really. So, So what we'll do now is we'll take some of that sauce probably two-thirds of it well actually I, I don't know it just depends what we want to do is we're going to empty that sauce out into oh, actually maybe not we'll get a, a new oven roasting tray we'll pop the brisket that we've covered and put to one side we pop that into this oven roasting tray and then we'll get the sauce that we've just reduced down it's all nice and thick and delicious um 
And I mean, you taste it as well, because if you want it a bit spicier or whatever, you can add a bit more chili pepper or some chili flakes or whatever you want. Um, so we're going to pour that over the top of the brisket or the short ribs and just coat everything. You can get one of those little food brushes and brush it all over it and just, just get it all nicely covered. And then we're going to pop that back into the oven. Turn the oven up a little bit to maybe 110, 120. But again, we don't want it hot because we don't, because there's such a, there's quite a lot of sugar in this because because of the um, uh, golden syrup, you know, um, and the ketchup. So there's, there's quite a bit of sugar already in there. So if we have it too hot, then it's going to burn. Because you'd think at this stage we want it to take on some colour and get a bit crispy and stuff, but we kind of don't. We just want the sauce to kind of coat in and embed into the surface of the of the brisket. And it will take on a little bit of colour, but not much. Okay, so you just really be careful at this stage. So we're going to, yeah, like I said, turn the oven up a little bit. 110, 120. And this is to see degrees centigrade, okay? Um, Fahrenheit, I don't know, you can work it out. Um, and we're going to probably do, do that for about 30 minutes, I'd say. Just keep an eye on it. About 30 minutes is good. And then bring it out of the oven. Boom, there you go. You You have a bit of sauce at the bottom of the pan and then this kind of nice unctuous coated sauce on top of the brisket and yeah it's delicious um and then while you're doing that for this 30 minutes we can get the uh the coleslaw ready um and then for that what we're going to need is hard well let's do a quarter of a red cabbage finely sliced um or grated or however you want to do it however you do your slaw i generally slice it with my knife and just get really thin slices going but i've got quite a sharp knife but you could easily um grate it if you want but i find slices are a bit nicer so we'll do that with a red cabbage with a green cabbage we'll grate four carrots we'll get a whole lemon juice it put that to one side we'll get some mayonnaise full fat proper stuff please um same with the yogurt um, good Greek yogurt or just a normal plain yogurt is good. Um, so just a, I don't know, a decent sized pot of each. Um, we'll get some molten salt, some black pepper, some more of that chili pepper, the Japanese sashimi tugarashi chili pepper. Sorry to my Japanese friends if I've butchered saying that. Uh, we get a little bit of red wine vinegar, uh, some fresh coriander, fresh parsley, and we'll get probably one apple, maybe two apples, again grated like we do the carrots. Um, so what we're going to do we're going to get a good mixing bowl we'll combine all those ingredients so we'll combine all the like the carrots the cabbage the two cabbages um, and mm, what we'll do is we'll get let's say we want about half and half mayonnaise and yogurt so we'll do about let's say a big heap tablespoon of mayonnaise, big heap tablespoon of yogurt. See how that quantity goes. We'll add the sprinkle of salt, black pepper, some of the uh, tukarashi chili pepper, a splash of red wine vinegar. Um, I'd probably say half, a little small handful of coriander, just finely chopped, chuck it in. Same with the parsley, chop that up, chuck it in, chuck in the apple. Mix that all together. Pour in a little bit of lemon juice as well. And then I, what I'd do now is just let cover that, put it to one side and let that sit for a bit. Um, now you should be about, that should be about a 30 minute point for that second stage of cooking the brisket. So you can take that out of the oven, pop it to one side. And then um, you can, yeah, just let it sit for everything, sit for a bit and just chill out. 
and then give the coleslaw a try. Give it a season if it needs to. Add, you could add them. I mean, really, you just have to let the flavours develop a little bit. Um, I mean, you could even do the coleslaw a bit earlier if you want. Like while we're doing the slow cook, you could do the coleslaw. So you can give the coleslaw a couple of hours to just sit in the fridge and generate some flavours. So again, up to you. But again, it's one of those things that it does generate flavour the longer it's there altogether. So um, if you can give it a couple of hours, then that's great. And then it's essentially everything's already done. So once the brisket's out and you've given it that 30-minute thing, you let it chill for a bit, you can just plate it all up and, you know, boom, off you go. Um, so, yeah, here we go. Um, so, yeah, like I said, try the coleslaw give it an extra season it might need a bit more chili or you could even put in some fresh red chili into it as well if you want a bit of zing which i, I quite like to do um so there we go um that should be everything and i i really just serve it up like this i just a, a big dollop of the coleslaw a bit of the brisket um and then just drizzle some of the extra excess sauce that we've got left over the barbecue sauce just drizzle that over it um you could serve it with some crusty bread or even some, you know, some roast potatoes would go really well with this um, if you want to do that or some nice new boiled potatoes or something. But it doesn't really need that carb influence into it. You know, like I said, just a little bit of crusty bread is nice, you know. Um, so there we go. Um, you can go onto the website and check out the photos. It does look pretty awesome. Um, and then the, the detailed recipe is there, including the all the detailed list of ingredients. Um, and then a little description of, of what I've just kind of gone through there. Slightly less garbled than what I've just said now. Um, I do tend to go off on a bit of a tangent and then come back to things and stuff. So, um, yeah, anyway, there we go. And like I said, do the same thing uh, with lamb or with uh, pork. It, it works really well. You do that same principle of the slow cook initially. Then the liquid you get from it, you use that as the base to add in all the sweet, delicious stuff. Cook it down, then put that back onto the whatever it is, the beef, the lamb, or the pork, do do the 30-minute cook, and then there you go. It's the same principle for everything. It would be the same if you did it with a, like a whole chicken or something as well, but you wouldn't cook it for quite as long. Um, yeah, so there we go, guys. That was that. Um, you can email me at... Um, let me just double-check this, because I should really probably have it fucking right, shouldn't I? Um, I'm sure it's tim at timmyfeedypodcast.com, but let us check and see um for some reason yeah tim at timmyfeedypodcast.com there you go um so you can email me there and um let's just see if anyone's emailed me you probably haven't <coughs> no gmail have emailed me saying hello that's it oh well never mind um yeah so if you've got any good suggestions or um, stuff you're struggling with or some things you want some tips with, just drop me an email. Or if you know me on Facebook, just drop me a message or tag me in something um, and I will endeavour to answer your questions. I've had a friend ask me about doing batch cooking, so I might fit that one in next um, and just kind of go into that a little bit. Um, and we'll see if I can stop saying um so much as well. Uh, there we go so cheers guys thanks for tuning in we'll be back again soon this is 20 minutes as well uh, maybe this is about the average sort of thing for doing a, a recipe but yeah so there we go guys um thanks for tuning in we'll be back again soon um we've got yeah we've got this batch cooking episode happening probably in the next one and then the next few we've got coming up i'm going to talk you through my cubano recipe and if you've seen the movie chef of john favreau you'll know what i'm talking about 
Here's my version of that. Um, we've got a nice leek and potato soup, a kind of a Spanish style leek and potato soup with kind of crispy potato croutons and chorizo, um, which is pretty epic. Um, and then I'm going to talk next after that through just a nice, simple um, roast kind of roast chicken, mashed gravy and peas, just a real comfort food, English kind of thing to do. And the main point of that is to talk you through the gravy, like how I do, how you make a gravy from scratch. So um because but i've got a recipe up on my site which kind of goes through all of that so that's the particular recipe in that but that, that'll be useful um because it's a principle you can run through for most sauces and gravies of that you know depending on what you're doing like whether it's beef or lamb or chicken or whatever it is so uh so that that's the idea with that um so yeah there we go cheers guys thanks for tuning in and hit me up with a subscribe or share with your friends and let's kind of keep this thing going and like i said hit me up with any uh, requests or suggestions if you um, have anything you're struggling with okay cheers guys bye